Hey, Rob here from the Tune Lighting Podcast. Um, just a bit of a <laughs> apology, I guess, to start the episode. Uh, to anyone that's joining us for the first time uh, today, um, that we don't usually start episodes with apologies, but uh, it'll become apparent why in a minute. And uh, yeah, thanks to anyone that's listened so far and uh, continuing to listen along. So the reason I'm starting with an apology is because this episode you're about to hear me and Jack were recording recording away for probably about an hour in total and it wasn't well for the first half an hour to 40 minutes of that apparently I had my main microphone switched off so luckily I had a recording backup on my laptop microphone which we were able to use but the sound quality is nowhere near what you're used to and is a bit embarrassing for a podcast that's meant to be about audio production of some form. So yeah, I just wanted to start by saying that I hope that it's uh, still bearable and it's not too annoying. I think we just about managed to get away with it with a bit of EQ and some clever trickery, but there's, uh, as anyone out there who does any sound production will know, there's only so much you can do if your original recording was not great in the first place. So I hope you'll bear with us uh, and find it interesting and useful still. And uh, yeah, like I say, the audio should kind of get back to normal at around the half an hour, 40 minute mark. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast, the podcast where we're attempting to write, produce, record a whole album uh, from scratch in just one year. I'm here as always with my podcast co-host and bandmate Jack, who is still remotely speaking to me from the other side of the city. Uh, as we've just been told, we are going into another lockdown. Oh joy, oh joy. But uh, it's still, you know, we can still talk at least. The, the virtual band continues. How are you doing? I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Um, it, it's, it's felt like one long lockdown, to be honest. So I don't know. I don't know what's changed in that respect, but it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty grim. Mm, as they were just starting to ease things and we were starting to talk probably a bit too hopefully and optimistically about the chance of getting into the actual studio you know it was it was it could have worked out quite well We'd start off demoing in our own space not getting in each other's way too much get working on ideas and then the idea was kind of right let's get in the studio now and lay down some proper drums or do some studio time essentially and now yeah we've, and we'd love we've to be able to talk to you about how that compares with with doing it remotely um but it's a very real prospect that we're not going to be able to do that before our April deadline. Certainly not uh, for any meaningful amount of time. We need to add another line to the podcast challenge, which is like to write, produce, and record an album remo- entirely remotely <laughs> without, without spending any time in the same room as one another over one year. So we've just the challenge has, uh, has become even tougher, I guess. So after last the last episode um, where we started talking about vocals have you been have you built your vocal pod 
I haven't I haven't built a, a vocal cave in my closet yet. Um, that's next on my list. But I have bought myself uh, a little robot arm thing. I say robot. There's, there's no kind of robotics in it at all. It's just a it's just bits of a bit of metal and some springs. But it's a mic stand that clips onto my desk, um, which is great, and a and a proper microphone. Um, which is great because previously, whenever I'd done vocals, I'd been usually recording into my phone and then kind of airdropping them via Bluetooth onto my laptop, putting them into Ableton. It's not not a good workflow, and that word resistance is there in spades uh, when I did it that way. The added kind of quality and fidelity of a recording is something I'd hardly even thought about. It's, for me, it's mainly the fact that if I want to do a vocal take, I can do it right now rather than having to siphon away 15 minutes just to get a line down. Yeah, it's, it's that workflow that we talk about so often, especially I've got to say I've got one of these uh, mic arms that I have attached to my desk and it just means that I can I can be working on something on my MIDI keyboard and I can quickly swing the mic around and just record a quick demo vocal or some acoustic guitar or something. Uh, it's just, yeah, when you when you get into the creative flow kind of minimizing any disruption because uh, you do get into those kind of when you're writing music i'm sure it's the same for everyone you kind of you can yeah, pick up quite a bit of speed quite quickly on tracks and you're just laying down one thing after another and it's good to be able to just quickly grab the microphone and and lay down a track so yeah i think you'll find that a revelation yeah uh, i hope so and also just for the fact that i think we've we haven't solved anything definitively with the vocal question, but we've we've had some some tips from from Mary Zimmer last week, and we've sort of, I think we've decided that we're gonna give it a go doing vocals ourselves, um, and we're just gonna do the best we can, uh, and just having that firmed up in our heads, I think yeah. we'll. So we've, make the we've decided we're clearer. doing it one way or another. We're not going to do just instrumental music there's going to be vocals in some form so that's a big step i think even if we have no real clue so how that's going to manifest in the final tracks but uh, yeah we'll see i've i've um, taken the step i just decided after so after we did the episode with mary i was like i'll uh, i'll have a look see if there's any because there's apps for everything now obviously there's software for everything which is a blessing and a curse at the same time but I did a quick search on my phone for, for singing apps or for singing training apps because I thought, you know, I want to, like Mary said, figuring out your range, like making sure you're in tune. And, like, there's, and there's loads of apps out there um, and loads of free apps as well. So what I'm going to do as part of the blog um, that I do on the side is just go through and do all the work, go through all these apps, test them out, and then figure out if any of them are actually worth any time and then... Uh, Hopefully that'll provide a useful resource for anyone else who might be wanting to train themselves up in to be a better singer. So yeah, watch this space. I'll uh, I'll let you know how that goes and if any of these apps are worth it or whether they're just another form of resistance and uh, they're all crap. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> now that we want to start collaborating on tracks more, we have half-finished tracks that we've been working on individually and want to bring them together. How are we going to do that? So. We're going to try something in this episode, which could go, well, it could go terribly, but we're going to attempt to 
work on a bit of a song. So we did an episode a few episodes ago where we broke down one of the demos. This time we're taking it a step further. We're going to try and collaborate on the air. We've looked at one of Jack's kind of demo tracks previously. So this week I'm going to bring up a track I've been working on. And I'll start off by giving a bit of an intro to it, playing through what's there. And then we'll I've hit a bit of a brick wall with it. I don't know where to take it next. So the idea of this is we're going to try and figure that out. I think it was one of those where I, um, I was looking, I was stuck in a bit of a rut, a creative rut, knowing what to do how to start a song and what I usually do in those situations is either try and try a new instrument maybe like you dig out an old, a synth I haven't used for a while and you get a, some kind of plug-in that I've not really used and, and try that or the other is to kind of throw myself into something like a new tuning is quite or something like that or a different time signature and this I've never written a song in 5-4 before. Um, so I thought, why not? Why not uh, try and write a song in 5-4? Uh, and I think I started with a simple guitar. From there, I drew, brought in a load of uh, drum samples uh, that I uh, this is my collection of uh, drums which include uh, I mean I don't know how much depth to go into on all this but basically you've got a kick a quite heavily modified um, sound of I think that's just me kicking something. <laughs> but I quite like it. I've got some shakers. Which um, I think is just a, some kind of salt shaker or something. Oh, this is this is quite a nice sound. Uh, I think this is just me shaking a jar of pasta and slowing it down. So you get the picture. So I had I had a load of uh, a load of mostly kitchen and other rooms of the house sounds. I'm not as I'm not a drummer. I was quite happy with this beat that I kind of built up on the drums in five four. Um, so here, just the drums on my own. Yeah, I, I like that. How I mean, obviously, you've not only do you not play drums, but you say you've never written in five four. So, how do you go about? How did you go about constructing a a beat in that time signature? Because I think to sort of sort of follows the guitar. Yeah, a bit. I think I think I was trying to follow the guitar and let and make them sync together quite well. I just kind of played played out what I thought. So from the bass drum and the, and the snare, I kind of just tapped it out as I was listening to the guitar. And I think I listened to a few samples of 5-4. I maybe dragged in a couple of samples or listened to a couple of samples of, of loops in 5-4 and picked out one. So I thought, oh, that was kind of cool. And then I 
took elements of that and so that's what, that's what got me to that point. So that with the guitar sounds like this. Strong, strong loop. So um, after that, the next thing I added was the bass, um, which sounded something. And again, I was kind of, it kind of had, at this point, the track had a bit of a funky vibe to it. So I decided to reach for an actual bass guitar um, at this point. And uh, I thought that's what it needed rather than a synth bass. Whether it remains, I don't know, but but this is what I came up with. It's not much to it on its own, but if you add that in, then add that in with the drums and the guitar, it, I think it sits quite, quite well. You're effectively doubling the length of the loop there because every time the loop goes once, the, uh, the bass plays a different chord. That's what I'm trying to say. So the, ba- the bass um, plays two d- basses on like two different chords, and it each one of them plays through a full loop. I think is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, that's a good way of um, if you're worried about a loop getting too repetitive, you can stretch it out like that with one instrument. And then, so yeah, I just keep building on this bit. I, I thought I'll add another guitar, like a kind of a couple of riffs. So I ended up with a guitar riff and a synth riff on top. The guitar on its own sounds like this. It's pretty similar to the bass. In fact, it might even be the same as the bass, just a few steps higher. But let's play that with the bass together. I'm pretty sure it is. different rhythm and i guess this is when you when you start to look at a song you know, as a whole you might start to think that's taking away from that actually the bass is better on its own maybe it's becoming a bit too complicated but i don't know let's see let's see what those sound like now with the uh, with the drums and the guitar So I quite like it at this stage. It does definitely take the ear away from the bass. I know before I was kind of quite focused on the bass line and it kind of, I wanted to create, I think what I had in mind with this when I was writing it, I was listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac and nice. they particularly, the one track that stands out for me with Fleetwood Mac uh, that gets me every single time I listen to it is Everywhere. When the bass comes in on that track, it's like... 
it's one of those where it's, it's really simple. I think you look up the riff and it's probably only about three or four notes repeated over and over again. But the way it works with the guitar and the synths is just like, and, and it's the simplicity of it again. And that's why I'm a bit worried. Maybe I'm adding a bit too. So at the moment I've got everything coming in at the start, but maybe the bass needs to come in slightly. slightly well, I later. think that's that's one of the key keys to it because we've sort of, the way you've played it there, you've kind of built it up, giving each each part its moment. Um, which a lot of songs do, they build they build up, and therefore, once it gets to everything playing at the same time, you can kind of appreciate it all because you've heard you've already heard each yeah, part. Yeah, so I, I so I did originally have it like that, but then I thought it was quite cool to just have everything just hit you straight away. So I'll play I'll play it with the bass and that guitar coming in after say eight bars, which was kind of my go to, and I was a bit I do kind of. You fall into a lot of traps when you write. When you start writing a lot of music, and you go, right? So I'll write in this way, and you, you, this is how I feel it should be because that's how a lot of songs are. And is it done that way because that's the right way to do it, or is it just that everyone's got into the habit? <laughs> so there is obviously no right or wrong answer, but it's uh, yeah. I think this is this is one of those decisions where. That you face every time you write a song, where you you are at a crossroads, and you actually have to choose: Do I want to make this conventional, or do I want to make it a bit weird? And so it might not be a case of the song tells you what it needs. It might be a case of this is what I want to do. I think um, some bands like Biffy Clyro use loads of weird time signatures, and I'm sure it's like a willfully kind of obtuse decision that they're taking. Um, and you've t- you've already done that by writing it in five four, so you've already made one of those decisions. With I like track. being a bit weird, but it's whether you're being weird for the sake of being weird sometimes, and whether it's not the right thing for the track. And I've, I've listened to a lot of music lately. I've been kind of going through a bit of a binge on acoustic and singer songwriter kind of stuff, very basic stuff. And uh, I, I definitely have a habit of trying to fill every single ounce of the sound spectrum it's like oh that adds something extra that is kind of what i've done here and you build and build and build and but then you can always take away so it's it's probably better to have too much stuff and that you can work with and then you know but then i suppose then you're always like you you get sentimental with some things that you can be quite hard to uh to let things go so this is probably why it's good to have a bandmate and collaborator because you can be like oh hopefully i'm asking you to be uh, <laughs> as honest as you can um and just i to be honest i think it's quite quite a good balance there because it sounds quite full when you play it with everything um but also it doesn't sound uh bloated i think because there's you're still giving it quite a lot of space because there's bass and guitar melodies riffs uh, if you like are you know there's, there's gaps there they're only playing for the first first bar or two um so there's a chance for the rest of it to breathe. So I, at this stage, I don't think anything necessarily needs taking out, but obviously different parts of a song might require less or more instruments. At this point, I thought, right, that's, I quite like that. And, I, and it was all staying in that nice safe space of guitar and bass and quite clean drums. So I thought it's time to add something a bit weird into the mix because that's kind of what we're all about. <laughs> I, appro- I approve. <laughs> Um, 
And I, yeah, I, I've downloaded this uh, synth plugin a while ago while I was still loud before I put a ban on myself and downloaded new plugins called Isotope Iris. I was going to say, I don't remember approving this. It, this was pre pre uh, ban. Uh, and it's pretty weird. It's uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out, and it's probably this on its own. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a full-time job figuring it out. But it essentially takes samples of anything, and, and you can manipulate those samples. Uh, and I was messing around with it for a, a good while, and I came up with this sound, which I think is actually the sound of... It's just some, like, like a pulse-like sound that they've taken and I've put a load of effects and filters and all sorts on it and it ends up sounding like this. So it, to me it sounded like a slide guitar so it's still staying in that kind of guitar world Yeah, when I first I think this is my favourite um, my favourite bit of the track um, when I first heard it, I assumed it was probably a guitar with effects on it. Uh, do you have the original sample, Reagan uh, or whatever yeah, it is maybe, that we can hear? Maybe. Or is that be lost to the... Yeah, let's see if I can find it. Uh, it's just called Pulse 5. Can you hear that? Well, <laughs> I can hear that, yeah. So, so it's like it, it, it's it's nothing like the but you can still hear those those modulations a little bit in the final there uh, so it's a it's a weird modulating sound that i basically threw a load of distortion and stuff on so yeah i quite liked how it sounded like a guitar and it's a kind of sound that i've been i've, I've i would spend hours trying to create on the guitar using you know effects and feedback and stuff but it's just there's some kind of level of certainty of working within a synthesizer or a sample as you can, yeah, you, you, you know, when you want to create something that does sound like really feedbacky and quite messy, that you still have got control of it. It's a weird kind of yeah. messy control, control there, but that's yeah, so balance, I, isn't it? So I added that in the main riff, so I'll play the full section with the. I think that was another conscious decision I made was on the second time through it comes in half a bar later, which I thought was quite... Which oh, does it? Leads, so I have got some demo vocals on here now. So it, I wanted it to lead into the vocal and overlap with the vocal. So Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's clear now you've explained it. That's, uh, I don't think I picked up on that first time I heard it. Yeah, interesting decision. So yeah, I'm fairly I'm fairly happy with the intro. Um, what are your thoughts? Would you do anything differently, or is it a case of come back to it once you've figured out the rest of the song? Um, yeah, I think you sort of need the whole song to understand the whole song. Um, you'll know kind of the arc of the song, the story of the song musically and lyrically 
and that'll sort of inform how it starts. Uh, but I mean, I've I like it at the moment. Um, that's a, that's a good start. I mean, maybe it could have a whole different part rather than at the moment. The question seems to be: Does it all come in at once, or does it kind of build up? But it's all on this kind of same loop. I mean, it it could be, but there's another part completely before maybe something. Maybe there's like a drop near the beginning, so you've got something um, that's quite quite loud or quite full or quite ominous, and then that drops out, and you've got this kind of more calming five four loop that comes in. Um, yeah, so before yeah, I don't know. before all that, you, yeah, you could have some sort of soundscape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've been doing loads of that in my songs, um, and it's it's probably not the answer for every song, but it's it's quite cool to play around with. And um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think the, the I kind think of the clean the cleanness of the beginning of it. Um, if you want a contrast, you can contrast that going into something more distorted, but you could also contrast it coming out of something. And I guess if we look at yeah, it in yeah. an album context, maybe it's just about where it goes on the album. So maybe we've got an in-between track we talked about maybe doing, or maybe we've got the end of a track but like builds up, builds up, or maybe it's left with some kind of distortion. I mean, I think I'd, I'd err towards that. Maybe rather than having it at the start of this track, we have some kind of distorted sound at the end of the last track, and then that just immediately just cuts off. That's why I quite like the idea of everything coming in, like, bam, it's just this like kind of quite clean funky-ish uh, sound. And it's a different timing as well, so it could throw throw people a bit off kilter. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the stage where we've kind of got our songs and we can start sequencing them and then add in little segues and things. Um, we're not in a place to do that yet, but I, yeah, I can't wait, to be honest. So I had that, so that's kind of intro. It plays through first. It's not a, a particularly long intro it kind of it's one of those songs where i was quite keen to just get on with it <laughs> you know just uh i think i do have a habit sometimes of doing int- intros which are about a minute and a half long before it actually gets into the song so it's like and i thought it sounds it sounds like it'd be quite conducive of being a verse so i just thought i'd keep it the same as that and just you know a very standard trick just drop out um some bits so i think i just dropped it down to just that initial guitar loop and the same drums so it's kind of and i've got the bass carried on as well and i'm always thinking like is, is that okay is that boring <laughs> or is that fine and it, is am i and if i do try and do something different am i oversimplifying it um so i'll just play it without the demo vocal i'll just play what it sounds like that transition uh, from the, the end of the intro into what would be Guessing the verse. That's that's what I went with, and I don't know. Like I say, am I? Is that fine? Is it? Does the drums need to do? Do the drums need to do something different? 
does the guitar need to be sound effect? Does it need another element? Does it need, or is having a vocal in there going to be? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a case of worrying about there being enough. I think that's um, you know one lesson you learn or keep giving, keep being told uh, is that less is more, especially in certain situations and so many songs especially in the verses have got so few parts and it's an exercise in restraint um so i I, from that point of view i I think it's fine maybe something different with the drums which is something that i'm pretty bad at despite supposedly being a drummer um in this in this process i've been i think it's just laziness i've just used the same uh, drum loops um throughout and I, I do intend to go back and change them but I think that is that is a tool you can use without adding more or less instruments and therefore messing up the mix you can um you can kind of change the feel of it and um uh, and have these dynamic shifts when verses go into choruses yeah so may, maybe it's uh, a case of the yeah they change how they feel and they build up towards the the chorus or whatever uh, the next section of the song is. So I, I put down some very rough demo vocal on it. So I apologise to listeners for if this is slightly out of tune. Uh, <laughs> but I tried my best. But um, yeah, this is this is the idea I had for the verse lyrics. Basic. Strong melody, but it but it's kind of just it's weird with melodies, isn't it? That it just pops. A certain melody might pop into you. I very rarely. I know some people turn to the piano or to an instrument and start and try and figure out a melody on there. Um, <laughs> but I just a lot of the time I just something just pops into your head, and uh, I tend to try and run with it. Yeah, I'm I'm usually the same. I won't turn to a keyboard to try and write a melody unless. Unless I've got something in my head which I can't get out and then I'll have to kind of forcefully bash it away by hitting some keys that sound a bit different. But yeah, I like it. I like the way in it sort of starts off kind of following the rhythm of the the rest of the track, but in the second uh, phrase it sort of adds an extra adds an extra note or a couple of notes, um, which, yeah, you're not expecting when you first hear it, but it sounds really good. Yeah, so I had that. And then I thought, I tried going, tried doing that twice and then going back into the intro again. Um, but it didn't really hit that hard. But, and I, I, like, I do like that, as we said before, kind of uh, everything coming in, all the, all the stuff. It didn't really work. So I thought, I'll break this verse down into two sections uh, and s- take away the drums for the second half. I think it was the drums. Yeah. So completely just get rid of the drums um, and then have some things kind of swelling underneath and then back in. So I'll, uh, and God, I'll, the, the vo- this is where I'm worried about vocals because I kind of sang what I thought someone who could actually sing could sing. 
Um, so apologies again. So. building and you don't don't necessarily know where it's going to go but then it sort of like you say it it, it resolves and you're back into the um back into the main loop so yeah that's that's what i've uh i've got so far really it goes intro then into that um into the verse pre-chorus i guess it's kind of like a pre-chorus the second half it's just, it's a different section and then back in. So we've got three three sections really, or yeah, you could say it was three sections or two sections. Yeah. So the question is, uh, where's where's the next section coming from? I guess. Um, yeah. Where where do we where do we take it? And yeah, this is and this is a point I found myself getting to with a lot of songs, as I'm quite happy to come up with a an A section, maybe even an A B section, but getting it still that finalizing a song getting it into something that is finished is is a struggle and i don't know whether it's kind of trying to figure out what the narrative is trying to you know taking a step away and and really thinking about what you want the song to do or say or is it a case of does it need to do anything that complicated or can it just go between a couple of a couple of sections and uh yeah what would be if when you get into that kind of situation uh, what's your usual way of working it out? It's tricky. I think um, certainly you can have songs which just have A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B. Um, and that's the whole song and that's fine. Uh, when we played played the demo of I Make Lists a few weeks back, that was sort of a similar thing. That was mainly a couple of sections the very kind of brief C part um, that carried the whole thing through and the variation was kind of in which instruments were playing but the parts in terms of chord progression were were effectively the same throughout so you can do that Um, I think my instinct in this one is it should have a C part at least where it's not playing mm. those same chords. Um, yeah. Cause that guitar has been looping the entire yeah. time so far. The guitar and bass, and, they, and I feel like it needs, yeah, it needs to change as much as it's kind of nice to have that consistency running through of the, it needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, so I mean, again, this might be a case of just forcing yourself to change. Um, 
I think if you if you try and write a new part, um, the temptation is to write in you know the same key and very you end up with very similar chords um, because they will naturally sound like they fit. Um, so you know maybe start on the same chord, but um, it could be could be writing a part that doesn't sound like it should fit. And I don't want to say crowbarring it in because that that makes it sound like it's you know a really kind of inappropriate uh, part. But there's plenty of songs which do take a left turn, um, which take you by surprise and then come back, and it it does does fit together. It just takes you a few less a few listens to realise that um, that it does. So rather than kind of similar chords but maybe doing a breakdown or something like that or sticking on one chord that's that's a trick of mine I use probably too much is rather than playing the same four chords all over, like over and over again I'll just pick one of those chords and you know have some kind of percussion breakdown or something but yeah I, I would I'd be tempted to try and find new chords effectively um, or it could be a key change you know Maybe this is... I don't think we've done a key change yet. Maybe it could be, at some point, that main loop again, but uh, a few steps higher or lower. So if it goes intro at the moment with intro, verse... If we're calling that intro kind of intro slash chorus, (laughs) kind of, it's... It goes intro, verse, pre-chorus, then intro slash chorus, then it, then it, I go back into a, um, back into the ver- verse pre-chorus again, and then it's like that's the point. So we're at that point we're one minute fifty ish into the song. That's the point where I think it needs to go somewhere else. Do you think that's right, or do you think do you think that's too long to be on that same? loop basically one minute 50 uh no i don't need to change before i don't think so necessarily um because yeah because the lyrics will obviously do something different. yes and there'll be other little bits maybe in the verse the kind of ear candy you mentioned yeah another episode which you know stop it becoming too monotonous and um and i yeah i think one minute 50 is is fine um yeah, you can add in, yeah, something else can come in in that second verse that's just a little bit of interest, keeps things moving, maybe. Yeah, so what you're calling the chorus slash intro at the moment is, is obviously a wordless chorus at the moment, uh, which is fine. Um, and that, that can absolutely be a thing. We just have to think about, do we want a chorus with vocals or a middle eight with vocals? See, m- maybe that isn't. Maybe that isn't the chorus, the actual chorus. Then maybe that is just the intro that pops up again. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels like I mean, that's quite a common song structure, isn't it? It's the hook. You go the hook, the yeah, instrumental so back hook. to hook, and then and then it's almost like you're expecting that again, and then it does something different, and that's quite a nice little change in a song. So obviously, at the end of the second, yeah, I mean, it, it could take it builds, a... and then it could go somewhere else. It could, it could take a complete U-turn and the chorus can be at double speed or uh, something like that and it really kind of ratchets up. Um, 
I think at the moment it's got quite a, a nice sort of comforting um, flow to it, um, which is definitely a strength. And obviously, it's, you know, it's got a bit of that distorted uh, synth line as well to give it a bit of grit. But it's... yeah, so do you stay in that comfort well, zone and just accept that that's what the song is? It's just a nice, comfortable song. Because you're looking at this in the context of the album as well. So that's that's something I often struggle with. It's like maybe the album can take you in different places, different emotions. And you, you don't, you don't necessarily need to do all that within one track. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it, and yeah. if that's the case, maybe, maybe it's better if it's just a shorter track. It's like one thing I quite like the idea of, although I'm bad at doing in reality is, is having shorter tracks where if, if a song doesn't have a C or a D part, um, or doesn't need one then it doesn't need to go on for the same length of time it could just be verse chorus verse chorus end um which you know this this could be that song i, I still think it, it I, I think it could it can go in another place i think there's potential there for it to to carry on uh, rather than you know just making it five minutes for the sake of making it five minutes hmm so this kind of, uh, yeah, I think it needs to do something else and whether it's whether it's a C part where it just goes for almost like a middle eight, it goes to for a bit and then comes and then resolves and that's it and it's quite a short track or it takes us to the main chorus which could then pop up a couple of, or maybe, you know, maybe the song, yeah, that just goes in a completely different direction and never comes back. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's maybe, maybe that's Collectively, what we've heard so far is the A part and then there's a, there's a B part which is something completely different. Again, that's, a, that's yeah. another kind of song structure I like. So I, th- I, th- I think what might be quite fun with this track is because, you know, we could we could collaborate live for a long time, but that's going to be a long podcast. That's going to be potentially days. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> we can maybe so, show the fruits of our collaboration a bit later on. But uh, yeah, so I was, like, do we... Do we go away? I mean, one quite interesting thing we could do is we both could take this track away and both put our own spin on it and come back and compare and contrast, which could be quite fun. Or is that doing more work for the sake of doing more work? Do we try and work on it more collaboratively using Splice or something similar, as we said at the start, and kind of having constant dialogue? I don't know. Both could be interesting. (laughs) I think the way we're working remotely then we're obviously not in constant contact. Uh, so I, f- I feel like in- invariably we are going to have separate ideas um, and whether we formalise that into saying we both you know, finish the song and then work out which is better or how to combine them um, or not, that is still kind of what will happen. One of us will think of a part independently of the other. Uh, so I mean it would be you know for podcast purposes I think it would be great content if we go and finish a song uh, each I think we should do that and then we may end up taking bits of each you never know it could be it could end up being a mashup of the two yeah I think I'm interested I think it'll be a good experiment (laughs) and whilst yeah we're testing out different ways of collaborating exactly and you know so other people don't have to (laughs) we're going to definitively find out for you how to do it and not do it and you know you never 
we may we may end up you know wasting a bit of time um by creating twice as much as we need or we may end up with something we can use for another song or parts we can use in this song you know both yeah. together something useful is going to come out of it maybe it'll be the fact that we go we'll let's never work like that again let's never let's that never speak again <laughs> let's end this now yeah okay cool that sounds like a plan so we've got to start we're going to try uh both work on this song i, I i'm talking it through today i've got some ideas now that i'd like to go away and work yeah, on. yeah i've got a few little things in my head which i'd like to try so we will report back whether it's the next episode or uh, as part of one of the future episodes on this track, which is cleverly named five four five four five four <laughs> five four five four, uh, and you will hear the hopefully maybe we'll have a finished track, but um, one way or another it, it'll be it'll be something that's for sure. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine we're not going to think of exactly the same thing, so at least it'll serve as an exercise into how there are several ways to skin a cat. Yeah. Or make a track. So that's it for another episode of the Tune Lighting Podcast. Thank you very much if you bared with us through that horrendous audio. As I said at the start, it's pretty embarrassing for a, a podcast that's meant to be about audio production to have such terrible podcast audio, but here we are. Um, and I hope that was cool to hear. When we started it, we thought we might get more into the uh, you know, actually recording stuff live on air, but it turns out it takes quite a long time to chat through a track. So maybe we will do that in future. But for now, we've got the challenge. We're going to take that away. We're both going to have a play around, see what we can come up with, and uh, we'll feedback and play you what we've yeah, what we've come up with. If you haven't already and you have enjoyed the podcast so far, then please do subscribe and give us a rating on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it does uh, really help get us out there to more listeners um, and if you want to follow us on social media it's uh, at tune lighting on pretty much all the platforms you can think of apart from tiktok because uh, we're not that cool or young um, and also if you're recording any music at the moment then we always love to hear other people's music so send it us on social media or you can email us a link to tunelighting at musicianshq.com and uh, if we hear anything that we like we may even play it on the show get your track out there to even more people to listen to um it's all about sharing the love so thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>